the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so it's a carnival trip by carnival barking frauds, profiteers of failure and corruption, you know, Democrats. And what that is, is to indict your opposition for things they didn't do, whether they're one-offs like this moron in Maine, a love story of sorts, looking for his girlfriend, kills a bunch of people. None of that has anything to do with us. None of his actions have anything to do with not another American but his actions will be used as a baton and a weapon against you. You see, that's the trick. Whether it's a one-off, like this idiot, this morphodite, heterosexual apparently, versus the transvestite in Highland Park, versus the transvestite in Tennessee, none of their actions apply to us. However, the profiteers of policy, the corrupt in our system, will try to use those actions against us to take away our rights as they use the actions of ancestors 400 years ago to become government supremacists in our own society. And only these corrupt whores, who, by the way, none other have failed to this degree. None other. Did you know, Squirrel, 11 million more Americans are on food stamps than seven months ago. In seven months, 11 million more Americans can't pay for their meals or they're foreigners. In either case, it's unprecedented welfare. We're drowning in absolute and total economic failure. Forget about the market. Only 50% of Americans hold stock, and if they do, they're, uh, they're uncomfortable as Kamala Harris in a locker room right now. However, the reality is very, very simple. This particular administration and all of the Democrat local administrations, you know, the ones that, that rule over ghettos, once formerly great cities, all they do is fail and steal the money. But the way that they stay in power is they're always on offense. They're on offense because they have a propaganda wing. Goebbels would have loved the American media. Here is what on WGN, which is kind of like your grandfather's newscast, right? It's got the pale blue, looks dirty and dusty. You could almost smell the Joe Biden skin flaking off of the station. Larry Potash, who's supposed to be witty instead of just stupid looking, which is what I prefer. He has indicted me and you and everybody for the actions of this moron, supposedly a landlord of the Palestinian wife and the tragic murdering of her six-year-old child. Tragic. See, we don't like to kill kids. We're against abortion. Um, but the tragedy of this is somehow being contorted against conservative talk radio. But what's crucially important is the way it's told. For instance, he's referred to as a landlord. I'm curious, was that, a, was that dwelling not a single-family dwelling? It looked like that to me. Landlords have leases. 
Was there a lease involved? Why would her husband not live there, but she did? So there's a lot of unanswered questions that normally reporters would want to get to the bottom of. But see, these reporters are the ones who are responsible for the daily syndicate, the short in the pants Mike Madigan mafia, and the success of the destruction of that city. Because all along, WGN's been reporting since the Cubs were good. WGN has been reporting lipstick on the pig of the Democrat mafia. Larry Potash specifically. But here he is. Go ahead, you talking mannequin. See, Larry Potash was too ugly to go to Hollywood. Too ugly to be on a soap opera. But he's just ugly enough to be on WGN. Man accused of fatally stabbing six-year-old Badia Al-Fayumi and severely injuring his mother has been indicted by a grand jury. Prosecutors say Joseph Zuba attacked his Palestinian-American tenants after listening to conservative talk radio discussing the war between Israel and Hamas. We don't know any of that. How do we know, Larry? Just a hypothetical. How do we know that he was very upset at the mother because some sort of agreement of sexual perversion wasn't consummated? How do we know anything? But you're very comfortable saying this, and you're very comfortable regurgitating whatever prosecutors, and if prosecutors said this, well, that shows you. Anybody can be a fracking lawyer. Here's another anybody who could be a lawyer. In our country today, the leading cause of death of American children is gun violence. Is that true, Squirrel? 960,160 babies are killed by abortion every year in America. In fact, that's actually a, 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 a better result. Normally, it's higher than that. So if you just think about that, that's 20, what, 2,500 kids? 2,550 kids? Back of the envelope math, maybe 48. 2,548 kids every day are killed by doctors in lab coats, paid for by people like me who pay taxes, not the Democrat welfare scourge. I think Larry Potash pays taxes, but something tells me not that much. Gun violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities in this country. And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way. As our friends in Australia have demonstrated. And with that, then. And the fascists clap all surrounded by Secret Service and security guards. But it's an interesting comparison because Australia started out as a prison island where the convicts were. It's an asset started out of uh, England. That's what Australia is. Australia isn't a free country. They don't have rights of the citizen, which is why so many of their citizens were in prison for not putting an experiment in their arm that the media in America promoted, even now that we know more people have died or been harmed by the vaccine. When you add up all the twitchy side effects, and I know we changed the word, from the Jimmy Leg to the Bell's Palsy, also known as the Awardi Syndrome, there's a lot of problems with that, but the media still in this country refuses to discuss it. And then when you look at the amount of people, staggering amount, not since the Great Depression have so many Americans been thrown onto welfare, food sustenance, starving, literally. And what does the government have to say for itself? Speaker Johnson's voting record shows that he is strongly opposed to gun safety legislation. Even when Democrats controlled Congress, they could not pass the universal background checks or the assault weapons ban. So what realistically can get done with the Speaker? How can a deal around the Speaker? Look, I hear the question. I mean, look what just happened last night. Look what happened. In Maine, in a small community, I think about 30,000 people, uh, and clearly... uh, 
you know, the gunman is still at work. Isn't she a brilliant squirrel? Did you know? Don't worry. We know she's not smart. But did you know she's a lesbian? Ooh, boy. When it comes to pleasure in women, she's aces. March. Um, and so it's a dynamic situation on the ground. But as far as we know, 18 people were killed. And we should not have weapons on, of war in, in our communities, in our schools. Now, the fact of the matter is, the problem with the whole story is that nobody saw this guy and could kill him. We know that because in our country, there are thousands of incidences where women protect themselves. Just in Chicago, the one that didn't get covered, when the woman was being beaten by the welfare Democrat roach drug addict scum, getting her ass kicked, and she luckily pulled out her concealed carry, which she was licensed, and shot him. You heard a blurb. I didn't hear Larry Potash. Did you hear that, moron? I didn't hear him either. In the meantime, that's just one woman, and that is three weeks ago, let alone the untold that get no attention through society. But yet, KJP, who is directly responsible for more people on welfare than at any time in this country, more people on food stamps, whatever category you want to rate it under, more and more people are failing. And this is the guy she's making excuses for. Tired of being quiet. I like kids better than people. The kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Learned about kids jumping on my lap. That might have been going on in, in, with that shooting with the uh, or the stabbing of the six-year-old kid and the mom. How do we know there wasn't some lap rubbing? And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters: no serious guys in the third. me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. You know why I play that clip, Squirrel? That's because that's before he was elected. Now we could also go to the other scandal, aside from the fact of his sexual deviance, his long history of raping a girl that worked for him, and the insane rumors of Joe Biden's legacy, along with the Kennedy scumbag, may he burn in hell, who killed the girl on the while driving her home. Ted Kennedy and, and Chappaquiddick. He was involved with all of them. Chris Dodd, riddled in scandal because Washington, D.C. is Caligula for nerds. It's like Vegas. And they get away with absolute murder. And uh, it's interesting when you see, where's the, where's the guy uh, that pulled the fire alarm? What the hell's his name, honey? Jay Bowman, right? And you're standing by your word that you did not have any intention to slow oh, things. I mean, Democrats no. were trying to stall this vote on the hell House no. floor. Yeah, hell no. I mean, when I ran to the when I ran into the uh, Capitol, I went to go vote, and someone told me go downstairs. There's a meeting, so I didn't even know that meeting was taking place. Now, see, this Democrat scum liar is on video ripping the signs down that said warning, ripping the signs down that said locked door. He's on video stalling. For a minute until he was caught. It's all on video. But he'll lie to you. Like every Democrat scum will lie to you. And every sixth grader without a father to tell him right and wrong. In the meantime, he had the Democrat mafia. Don't worry, it's all going to get squashed. Much like Daly's nephew who killed the kid. You know, pay the fine. Three months from now, it'll be dismissed. And I'll be able to just continue to serve my district. You mean it'll be dismissed? Like it'll be expunged from your record? I believe so, yes. That's the deal? Yes, yeah. With Capitol Police? Uh, ACD, the, the, the DCAG. Okay. Yeah. You mean the same Capitol Police that shot the 98-pound unarmed female veteran at point-blank range in the neck, and then they gave an award, and then we found out he was a massive Democrat donor? Is that the same Capitol Police? It's like Chirac. It's all the same wherever these Democrats are. Pick a town. Pick a county. Pick a city. Unfortunately, now, it's our entire country. And in the meantime, 
bald face lie after lie. A lot of folks want to know why you didn't tell anybody when you pulled it. Yeah, I mean, you remember that day, right? It was like, there was a lot going on. It was the vote to keep the government open. There was a motion to adjourn. So- this is why we're stuck, because they're so fracking stupid. They don't know how to tell the difference between truth and lies. And people know this. And what we're seeing on a, on a foreign policy scale, as they are now celebrating Islamo-Nazis who kill their own people, use their own people as shields, where there is no industry, where there is nothing. What do they have to say for themselves? And anywhere in our communities. And this is an epidemic. This is a gun violence epidemic. And the time is now to act. And here's the thing. Here's some kids that could have used some Wrong. guns, in my opinion. Here's some kids that could have used some guns. So I'm here at uh, the Cooper Union, where on Wednesday night, a viral video went out featuring a number of Jewish students who were barricaded inside the school library, where approximately 100 pro-Palestinian protesters were pounding on the door, chanting, calling for uh, basically the elimination of Israel, and using an Hamas-type syntax to basically leave these kids traumatized, so scared they weren't even able to show up to school today. today. See, now, unlike Democrat scum who believe Hamas is a political party rather than an Islamo-Nazi group that survives by dealing drugs, ironically enough, to Americans responsible for the death of who knows how many hundreds of thousands. In the meantime, these kids were in the library reading about history. The other kids, they're being told history by liars and frauds. But the good news is the weapons, even though Joe Biden has left over a million and a half rounds to the Taliban, another Islamo-Nazi group that has destroyed the quality of life in Afghanistan, where America has lost trillions and thousands of lives, they were able to get one of our big jet Big, big planes. A C-130 Hercules. You ever see that plane, Squirrel? Oh, yeah. In fact, that's one of the planes we could have used to bring back our billions of dollars of weapons and equipment. The good news is the Islamo-Nazi Morphodites in their 7th century costumes who think their God's going to crawl out of a well, the coward that he is that he crawled into 1,200 years ago, they don't understand what keeps the airplanes in the air. They think it's Aloha Snack Bar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. I want you to picture this mentally, Squirrel. In there are at least seven yard gnomes dressed in their robes like they were washing camels from 600 years ago. And they're in there and they're all panicking because they got the steering wheel and the plane is up, but it's turning sideways and it's starting to release some black smoke. But here on the ground, they think they can save it by yelling, Aloha Snack Bar. in Aloha Snack Bar. You know why, Squirrel? Because it hits the ground. Boom. It's the only way we got our money out of that equipment. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Aloha Snack Bar does not keep up the C-130 Hercules, which looks like a flying building. I thought they weren't supposed to be able to get all the air equipment up because we left a lot of Apaches. Oh, yes, we did. Not to mention one and a half million rounds of the Big Cal. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, 
sounds like a Benny Hill skit. They're they're running across the desert with those skirts on, yelling. can't hear you. They can't hear you. Yeah, they hit the ground and burst into flames. Don't worry, you should get used to them by now. We've got a couple of guys from the old neighborhood here, Tony and Louie. All right, they're fighting with each other. We'll get back to you. Marie Kenosha. Hello, Sean. Yes. Hi. Um, you mentioned the COVID vaccine. I did mention yeah. the experiment. Yeah. It's not a vaccine. It's an experiment. Okay, by the yes. way, did you know yeah. that Peter Thiel just bought billions, billions of, uh, of inform- data, health data, billions of bytes of data of American people? Why would Peter Thiel buy our health data? Go ahead. Okay. Well, who's Peter Thiel? Peter Thiel, the guy who founded PayPal. He was partners with Elon Musk. He's a multi-billionaire. He was Trump's advisor in the economy, and it just figured, they just found out he was also an FBI informant the whole time. But go ahead. Wow. Okay, well, earlier on AM560, the answer, Charlie Kirk had on Dr. Robert Malone. Yeah. He didn't have as much fun. Did you ever hear when he was on my show? We have a much better time, but go ahead. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was talking about adulteration of drugs, and that is when what is on the label of a drug or, I guess, left out of the reporting to the FDA about Uh the drug, then it's called adulterated. And um, two labs, one in the U.S., confirmed that the manufacturers have commit could possibly have committed this fraud of adulteration of drug of this drug because they did not report um, short DNA sequences or uh, short fragments of DNA and. Specifically, SV40, the SV40 virus. Marie, who, which, who, Marie, who gave so, them a trillion dollars before they produced the drug? Who gave them I a know, trillion dollars? I right? know. I, so former let, Trump, yes. yeah. Let's address that problem because when you pay these whores upfront money, they're not incentivized to produce anything other than a fraud. And in the meantime, when he gave him that money, there was still a lot of unanswered questions. It was an elaborate cover-up, and it began in January of 2020. There's emails between Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci in which Dr. Collins says this wouldn't be good for China. This wouldn't be good for science. Yeah. Wuhan lab opened by Pfizer. Why would, why would Pfizer open up a research and development lab in Wuhan in 2009 and then Fauci give billions, billions, not millions, billions, to Eco Health Alliance to launder the money. Tony and Louie, are you back? Yes, we are back, Sean. How are you doing? Splendid. How are you? Yeah, so it's uh, Louis. You know Louis from Melrose Park? Sure, I know about four Louis, but I got a, I got an idea who this one is. Go ahead. I don't think you can't remember me. Louis, Louis Napolitano. Oh, are you kidding me? Is he here to thank me? How much money did I make you? I force you into buying things. Nothing but profit. I'm retired now, man. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. good. I retired you. You're welcome. Did you call to see my size? You want to buy me one of those $6,000 Democrat suits? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, you know, so it, you know, we came down there searching for a condo. You took us to the Snook Inn. You remember Snook Inn? Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyways, we had a great time. 
Uh-huh. We end up getting a condo. Yeah. I end up retiring as mayor. Yeah. And now we're thinking about the events of the world going on. Well, you better think about it down here with me. Because you remember why Fermi Lab, all the Fermi Lab guys bought on Marco Island, right? Because of the way the winds blow, if we ever do get nuked, we can still live. We don't have to be zombies. And you spend enough time with the zombies in Chicago. You don't need to be one. You guys, it was nice. It was nice hearing from you, and I appreciate you guys listening. And, and Louie, you know I love you. I, thank you very much for, for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, you got it, man. All right. Take care. <laughs> I love the old neighbor. I love it. When you're from Monroe's Park, you call two at a time. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, squirrel. You want to know, you, you, you inspired me. Because you think that's about Italians? It's not. There's never been a bigger crime family in American history, for sure. Arguably the world. Unless, of course, you include those Islamo-Nazis. Hamas and Hezbollah. And the Houthis. Minus the Blowfish which I have just discovered is the Secret Service nickname for Kamala Harris. New questions about the role of the FBI in steering or squashing certain aspects of the investigation into the Biden family. Now that's cheese. You know what cheese is, don't you, Squirrel? Not just cocaine. It can also be used for cocaine. That's clout. That's power. You squash the FBI. Shorten the pants mafia. The public's business ought to be public. Transparency brings accountability. Senator Chuck Grassley sending this brand new letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray, accusing their agencies of obstructing congressional oversight by not providing information, stating the FBI had 40 confidential human sources that provided criminal information related to James Biden, Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden. Oh, Larry Potash, WGN, a meathead. Where were you on this? Man accused of fatally stabbing six-year-old Wadia Al-Fayumi and severely injuring his mother has been indicted by a grand jury. Prosecutors say Joseph Zuba attacked his Palestinian-American tenants after listening to conservative talk radio discussing the... You know, Larry, we had the laptop. Oh, there's been books written on it. You wouldn't believe it. Information's been out for five years now. Where were you? Hey, meathead, were you combing your hair? Because I know you can't play any sports. I think last time, didn't you break your arm? It's been over a month since the House Oversight Committee launched our impeachment inquiry into the Biden family's domestic and international business dealings to determine whether these activities compromise U.S. national security and, more importantly, President Biden's ability to lead. We've documented over $20 million in payments to Biden's uh, from fees from Ukraine, from Romania, from China. The list goes on. Uh, there have also been many whistleblowers alleging improprieties on behalf of the federal government. What seems to be a two-tiered system of justice. So this committee's investigation. Yeah, no kidding. By the way, uh, it was China, the Chinese communists, who bribed Joe Biden through Hunter. What are they called? Business transactions? Oh, yeah, they're business transactions. You know what else I didn't hear? Did, was this on WGN? I don't watch it anymore. But I don't. I, I, did I hear this? Tensions in the South China Sea. The Pentagon released a new video of a Chinese fighter jet coming dangerously close to a U.S. bomber flying in international airspace. ABC's Terry Moran has more. 
In the dead of night over the South China Sea, a Chinese fighter jet came within just 10 feet of an American B-52 bomber, an encounter so dangerous the Pentagon says that it seems the Chinese pilot was unaware of how close he came yeah, to... Yeah, take it easy. It's not the Eisenhower. He knew exactly what he was doing, you morons. Even they have to put lipstick on this story. China is not only owning senators, congressmen, and the sitting president of the United States, unfortunately, who stole the election. China is intimidating, bullying, teasing us. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Nothing. Their asset sits in the White House in a soiled diaper. George Naperville. Sean, there was a report on the radio today that a homeowner can be liable for damages if a child has mental distress over scary Halloween decorations or sound effects. What if the child tricks or treats, treats, the door opens, and a huge man dressed as a woman answers? The kid freaks out. Can the family sue, or will they be labeled transphobe? No, they'll be labeled transphobes. But that's why on my door, I have solicitors forbidden. Not, not welcome, not forbidden. Take the kids, especially if they're Democrats, and keep walking. Uh, Mitchell displays. Hey, Sean, did you know that it was Tara Reid? Was the girl that Biden had that incident with? She changed her name, moved out of the country. He not he 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 raped her, right? And then yeah. uh, Mary Jo Kopecky was uh, Ted Kennedy's victim. That yeah. Nixon didn't believe a word of it, so he sent his CIA, which was E. Howard Hunt, and his crew down onto a yeah. Yeah, and yeah. The way she died was horrific. You, you know, I still won't get in an Uber if the driver's name is Kennedy. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Good. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sean, this is Jennifer Wall, political activist over there in Detroit. Uh, I guess the person that sat there was party influenced by college professors. So you FBI agents, you need to follow these uh, college professors. Oh, it's the college professors. Yeah, well, let me ask you a question. I, I, I honestly have to tell you, when I saw that start to get covered up, it just sickened me to death. Wasn't it first uh, supposed to be a love dispute? And that was supposed to be okay, right? That's the lipstick they were putting on. Do you notice how they don't put that spin in Maine? Because that was a love dispute. He was looking for his tramp girlfriend, allegedly. Do you notice that? Not to mention, he was an asset of the military. Turned himself into a mental hospital. Why isn't it a breakdown of our healthcare system? No? It's guns, guns, guns. Thankfully, with Democrats in charge, I hope you did what so many of my friends did today and buy more guns. Kevin, Las Vegas. Oh, funny. You led me right in there. Um, you know, I this KJ clip, uh, KJP clip you played earlier about her talking about this gun epidemic. I mean, why why do they care so much about that and, and not the fentanyl or the opioid crisis and, and hundreds of thousands of people dying from this? And it's just no big deal or what? They, ki- they kill 2,500 babies a day. You think right, they yeah. care about anything? Not even counting Listen, that one. 2,548 babies every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year are murdered. And they're paid for with tax dollars because their assassins have a medical license. You want to talk about this? Now I'm going to be lectured to by these scum. They should shut their mouth and keep their ugly women behind closed doors. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. Sean, what I wanted to say is we still have members of Congress who... uh, support this, uh, these terrorist groups. Hamas. Only the Democrat ones. Yeah, I know, but... Uh, okay, well, there you go. Be ex- should they be expelled from, uh, from, the Senate, uh, from the Congress or at the very least be censured? 
Why? I mean, uh, they're representing their constituents of Hamas supporters. Yeah, but they're supporting terrorists. So, so are their constituents. Terrorists. This is what I want you to have a, an idea, a concept of just how big the problem is. This is how big the problem is. There are millions of people in this country that are sympathetic to the drug dealing scum pretending to be religious zealots rather than what they are, just two big gangsters. You say this was a military operation, but the result of it was that hundreds yeah, of civilians see, the, were killed. Because the area is very wide, and there are many people there, and there was clashes and confrontation. It's no, not confrontation. No, you invaded I, I houses. Don't have details what happened inside. But I, I can tell you that we didn't have any intention or decision to call the civilians. How do you justify Did you hear what this lying fraud zealot said you went into the people that were helping you you killed the women the babies the young people you killed the old people you kidnapped old people what do you mean you didn't have any attention look right at your face like the gypsy rat bastard you are lying right to the face killing people as they sleep you know families how do you justify I, I killing want, hundreds I, I of want people to stop this, uh, uh, in you want to stop the interview why because he doesn't buy your lying ass You've been lying for what? Since you made up that phony religion 662 years after Christ. Oh, but you're the real religion, you idiots. You're like Scientologists without the airplanes and fast boats. When I was an extremist, Islamist, fundamentalist, I would only vote left. Why is that? I saw them as very stupid. I would fear the conservatives because they come with principle. And we could spot your lying asses a thousand yards away. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I want to say B.B. King, but I'm not sure. Who is this squirrel? It's all right. It was good. You can always tell when it's a fantastic Friday. Squirrel steps it up a notch. In the meantime, you know who doesn't step it up a notch? The government. They all leave and they go on vacation and they go back and they raise billions and billions and billions. Well, it turns out there's some real problems that is uh, really kind of being glazed over. Goldman Sachs profit plummeted 60% in the second quarter, missing estimates, as its retreat from consumer businesses and declining real estate investments weighed on earnings. That's not good. You know who else has real estate investments? The bulk of Americans. In fact, most Americans, their real estate is their primary asset. They work tirelessly hard to uh, pay off the mortgage, and they don't often realize they're paying three times than the price that they saw when they bought it. If they don't make extra payments and they pay taxes that are not attached in Illinois, that have nothing to do with the ad valorem system of the value of that property, they pay on the cost of corruption of the Illinois Democrat scourge. And then there's the maintenance and all the rest of it. So it almost uh, is explaining why we have 11 million more people on welfare in just seven months. But what else has gone underreported is the massive increase in those benefits. 
Hey guys, it's your girl Shalay. Happy Monday. And I'm back today with another video. In today's video, it's all about the money, honey. Guys, we have extra money that's being added to EBT cards. We have $500 per month. We have an increase in WIC starting in 2024. So like I said, this video is all about money. So so, and that's why you have a complacency where people still vote Democrats, because when the Democrats are in office, the money flows, and it flows to people just to vote Democrat. That's how you have a city of Chicago that's been Democrat-controlled for 100 years, and it's going to be for the next 100 years. It doesn't matter of the failure. It doesn't matter of any of the congressmen. How about Danny K. Davis? Do you ever see Foghorn Leghorn in person, Squirrel? First of all, he makes Joe Biden's dementia look like you're watching a bozo circus game. He's really got it. In fact, in this news report, they can't even play his clip. Local U.S. Representative Democrat Danny Davis wants to hear from you about the migrant situation that is unfolding. He posted a survey online where people can respond to any questions. Some of the questions include, do you support the migrants, along with asking about other plans, such as sending the migrants elsewhere? You can go to our website. None of that matters. None of that matters because the migrants are here and the services that the Chicagoans pay for, most don't. But the ones that they expect, well, there's kind of a log jam. Near North Health Centers has served Chicagoans and new arrivals to the city for nearly 60 years. The current migrant crisis has their numbers of patients sometimes doubling, especially those near police stations and shelters. Um, are, the, are the migrants on Obamacare or do they have their Blue Cross Blue Shield card with them? What exactly is their copay? You see, because we're all paying for it all, from soup to nuts. And who's auditing what the hospital bills? Because, you know, hospitals are so honest when they bill. Cultures like the center at Costner and North Avenues. To address the need today and Monday at this location, the staff is offering care and support services specifically to new arrivals. We do have had days of 50, 60, 70 migrant individuals coming into, into our centers. So we're doing our best. Do you have an average bill, or is it going to be like the gunshots where you don't want the people to know it's 160000 on an average? Do you have an average bill for the illegal aliens? To no? accommodate them? Dr. Dan Vicencio is the interim chief medical officer, and he says helping families now can prevent more complicated outcomes. Oh, boy. That means you're going to... Care for them in perpetuity. What, what about when they need to go into old people homes? How does that work? You know, I remember when Democrats were directly, diametrically opposed to this. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is the good old days, squirrel. It's not like that anymore. Now Danny K. Davis, who remembers when Bill Clinton was president. In fact, Danny K. Davis could tie his own shoes back then. Didn't need an assistant. Danny K. Davis used to say the same thing. 
You know, that's what's nice about watching these Democrat political whores get old. You can watch them as they prove themselves to be exactly what I always accuse them of being, a pathological two-bit whore on f- for sale. On sale! Hit their mother in the face for a $5 bill if she was standing on it. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, hey, Sean. Uh, hey, Sean. Hey, we got everybody calling. Hi. Hi, hi everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a whole, I got a whole bunch of messages here, Sean. They're all listening to you because when I got you on, man, they're all listening. Anyway, Good. Um, listen, I, I got two things I could talk about, but I was going to go with this uh, Grassley. He's got so much stuff on um, now that he knows that, the, um, that they've been doing to cover up all those things that were going on with the Biden family and that they got plenty to go on. And then Malone got on today. He was basically talking about how they got this information out of the uh, the uh, shreds or the fibers of yeah. that uh, Craig, DNA. Listen, here's the thing. The FBI had the hard drive, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of emails a year before the election. The FBI sat on it and the American people didn't care. You think they'll care to the next time? They just want welfare money. We'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest has one of the most recognizable names, for a good reason, in the world. But I'm going to take a little liberty with him, and I'm going to tell you how long I've been waiting to talk to him. The year was 1973. I was at my grandmother's house. I was a child. She was making a pound cake. I heard my grandfather and uncle arguing in the living room. Back then, the TV had three channels, and you had to turn it with your hand. And on that TV was a distinctive-looking young lawyer who was arguing about the principles of impeachment, talking about the Founding Fathers, the intention, and how it should be justify- how it would be justifiable and should be used at that moment. Nine months later, after the argument between my grandfather and uncle, the president did what all politicians do when they confess. They declared themselves not a crook and resigned. Two years later, I was so struck by his distinctive look and his wardrobe, he had on a black sport coat with a leather lapel that one of my favorite television shows launched, where the lead character had stolen his look and the co-star had stolen his wardrobe. That was Welcome Back, Cotter. He is Alan Dershowitz. How are you, Alan? Hey, it's nice to be compared to the people from Welcome Back, Cotter. I did <laughs> grow up in Brooklyn, and so... Uh, and I live in New York now, so I feel a little bit welcome back, although recently the streets of Brooklyn were filled with anti-Israel and anti-Semitic uh, protesters, so I didn't feel quite like I was welcome back. But that hatred has always been here since the founding of Israel, the tumultuous nature of the Islamo-Nazis and the radical zealots of, of, of a bastardization of a religion have always been committing atrocities, and it's always against one people. And this is something that never goes away. That's why I cannot wait for the release of your your book, which comes out on December 5th, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Well, the only way I think you can end it is by ending Hamas. Where am I wrong? I completely agree, and that's the thesis of the book. Look, I started writing this 
three weeks ago on the exact day when this thing happened. I saw the morning news and I was outraged. I then learned later that a friend of mine had lost five people, uh, three killed, two being held as hostage. Hope they'll be okay. Uh, This was one of the most barbaric events. It made Kristallnacht, uh, that really started the Holocaust, uh, seem like a tame, I mean, only like, you know, five, six hundred Jews were killed in Kristallnacht. Here you had 1,400 babies beheaded, raped, burned in front. And, and, And the students at Harvard, 33 groups of students, blame it on Israel, the National Lawyers Guild, which has thousands of lawyers that work in every law firm in America, that teach in every law school in America, that have branches in every law school in America. The National Lawyers Guild said this was a legitimate military action by a by a, by a group of people, freedom fighters, cutting off the heads of babies, legitimate military action. When I saw the events that happened in Israel, I was appalled. But when I saw the reaction of my former students, 50 years at Harvard, my former friends, people who belong to the National Lawyers Guild, I said, America's in trouble. Israel's in trouble. It can fight back. But America's in trouble because these imbeciles are the future leaders of America. These are students at Harvard and Yale and Columbia and NYU and Princeton. And, and University of California, and 10 years from now, they'll be in Congress. They'll be in the editorial rooms of the New York Times. They'll be running hedge funds. These are our future leaders, and what they see and what they say is just appalling. They are Nazis. They are Nazis, and they should yeah. be treated like universities as if they were Nazis, members of the Klan, people who believed in lynching blacks, because there's no difference between lynching African-Americans and lynching Jews. More Jews were lynched on October 7th in one day than in any year that blacks were lynched tragically in America after the Civil War. So there's a couple of contributing factors to the ignorance of Americans. First of all, the character of the nation, in my opinion, has never been lower. Never. And, uh, you know, people will often point to the 60s. I totally disagree with that. The 60s, the kids of the 60s at least had a foundation and could articulate their argument with, agree. with a I sense of reason. I completely agree with you. I completely agree. This is the worst I've seen it. I'm 85 years old. I never, ever expected to see this from my fellow Americans. And, you know, when I look at these students, I say to myself, these were my students. And I recall hearing a story about a German professor, a Jewish professor, who was very, very popular with the students. And then ultimately, five years later, he was walked into the gas chambers by one of his students. And that's what I thought of. That these you know, Alan, I, I remember when they Scalia... They would behead me if they could. Yeah. You, I remember when Scalia did that speech. I remember he had a beard. And he did that speech about, at the time of, of the Nazis, the rise of the Nazis, how sophisticated, how, how technologically advanced, how cultured right. Germany was, the education system, everything. It was at, arguably the height of, of Europe. And you realize right. it can happen to anybody. And, and to a certain extent, listen, I'm from Chicago. I, I have felt this way for decades. Because people turn a blind eye to the systemic problem, and that is the people accepting corruption, accepting tyranny, accepting abuses. And in my opinion, this is the destination. But what you see that's different now between the, now and the 60s is that people are openly censored from information. So now you give a side to these, these theocrat, these Hamas caucus supporters, 
And they say, oh, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. And, you know, you read polls, two-thirds of Americans don't believe the Holocaust killed six million Jews. There's just a certain level of ignorance that only could happen if they're censored from true history. And this is simultaneous with the Internet. Yeah, take, take, for example, the explosion at the parking lot of the Gaza hospital, which killed probably 100, 120 people. They said it was 700. Um, the American intelligence said it's closer to 100. They said that Israel targeted the hospital and deliberately killed civilian patients. All the intelligence agencies, every single one of them, from Canada to England to France to the United States, uh, has said, no, the rocket didn't come from Israel. It almost certainly came from Islamic Jihad. And yet the world believes it was Israel. Uh, and and uh, Pierre, uh, I'm sorry, Justin Trudeau yeah, uh, initially said it was Israel. The New York Times said it was Israel. And then they apologized in the back pages of the newspaper. But, you know, the, the, the Arab and Muslim street still thinks it's Israel. You know, if you believe in these things, uh, no facts are going to change your mind. And what I'm afraid of is our college students today don't care about truth, don't care about facts. They have a narrative, and their narrative is Jews are bad, they're privileged, they run the country. The same narrative that the Nazis had. And again, can you imagine any college or university tolerating a Ku Klux Klan club? And yet the, the Students for Justice in Palestine is the Ku Klux Klan. It's yes. just that they they uh, are targeting different people. They're not interested in justice in Palestine. They're not interested in the two-state solution. They're interested in Palestine will be free from the river to the sea, which means, to use the German term, Judenrein, rid of Jews. There was a, a very pretty girl the other day with blonde hair and blue eyes holding up a sign that said, America must be cleaned of its Jews. I mean, it could have been borrowed from Nazi Germany. This is an NYU student. So let me tell you what my plan is. I'm getting her name. I'm putting her picture on the Internet. I'm finding people who will identify my name, and I'm going to broadcast her name all over. If I have to rent a truck to do it, I will. If I have to do it from the air, I will. I'll put it on the Internet. I want the names of every single student who claimed that these rapes were caused by Israel, who defended the rapists, I want every employer to know, are you really willing to expose your clients or your customers to a Nazi working for them who believes in rape and beheading? Your customers and clients have a right to know who who is taking care of them. And, And the First Amendment requires a marketplace of ideas, and the marketplace of ideas means we have to know who says these things. So there's a, th- listen, you, you know how, I mean, honestly, I think you're, you're arguably the, the, the greatest legal mind since Scalia. There's no question about it. I mean, I, 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 I adore your Pam. I've been watching you since you look like. Nino, Nino was a good Mr. friend of mine. You know, Nino's father was a yeah. teacher in the college I went to. So really? I've known the Scalia family back since the 1950s. So one of the things that I'm astonished, I grew up in a, in a, in a, in a neighborhood just outside of Chicago, and they were Democrats because they had to be, but they knew it was a scam. They knew it was a scam, Alan. And, you know, when you look at the Democrat Party writ large, you see that all of the culture of corruption, the, the, the fast track to, to misinformation and theft, and one of the things that bothers me about this whole argument is they've been stealing the money that everybody's been giving to the people to better their life. They have a sewer system that hasn't been improved in 70 years. I'm talking about what they call Palestine, right? We don't talk about Jordan. It was created at the same time as Israel. We don't talk about the cosmopolitan areas they were before 
this Islamo-Nazi zealots took over. And, and, and this gets lost because the, it's got cover in this. It has, excuse me, it has cover in this country by the Democrat Party. This by, is by the squad, by some people on the Democratic Party. And I have announced publicly, I will support financially and in every other way, I, anybody who runs against the squad, if they're Republicans, Democrats, or independents, I want to see the quad defeated, the squad defeated let, democratically. Let, let me say, I don't, I don't call myself a Republican. Believe me, I rip apart the scallywags and the Republican. I think Nixon was arguably one of the worst presidents we've ever had. But my point is, you need to, in my opinion, inspire the next Dershowitz who's around the corner. And I'm trying the, and, my best. Yeah. No, I, I, and I love the books. I absolutely adore the books. But there was an a investigation that was stopped by our DEA, by Barack Obama and Joe Biden when they were the administration. In 2015, our DEA had been working for a decade that linked Hamas, Hezbollah directly in conjunction with cartels in drug dealing. Because they're not yeah. only stealing yeah, the no, I'm sure that's money. True. And, and, you know, all of these guys live in Qatar. And this needs to be exposed. And this culture of corruption, we as American people have to stop accepting it. We think it's benign. I know, I'm from Chicago. It's not benign. It's, it, it, it's a cancer. And once it grows, it metastasizes, you can't stop it. And, and we're losing every principle the nation is from. And you as a lawyer, you've been hoisted by law. Look at how they're yeah, maliciously no, persecuting you because you supported yeah, Trump. Well, so but how I'm do you stop it back, now? And I'm, I'm fighting back, and I'm winning. But, you know, they've canceled me. I can't be on CNN or MSNBC anymore. They've denied their listeners and viewers the right to hear uh, a different side of the story. Uh, that's what's going on today, cancellations and the unwillingness to hear two sides of a story. Let me tell you a story about Qatar. So I went to Qatar twice at the invitation of the emir, and I met with him. I actually had dinner with him and Donald Trump. Uh, at the at the uh, uh, Baumeister Hotel in, in New Jersey. My job was to try to persuade the Emir of Qatar not to deal with Trump's efforts to make peace uh, between Israel and the Arab states. And I, I got to know the Emir, and he plays both ends against the mil- middle yes. brilliantly. You know, he's in bed with Hamas, he's in bed with Iran, he's in bed with the Americans. Uh, he was in bed with Republicans and Democrats alike. Um, but uh, uh, I hope that the Amir can help get the hostages out. But he shouldn't be keeping heads of Hamas who are wanted murderers uh, and, and keep them uh, in isolation in, in beautiful hotels and in downtown Qatar. He should be extraditing them to the United States or Israel. These Hamas people killed Americans, many Americans, oh. and they are on the wanted list of the United States. And Qatar shouldn't be harboring them. But look, if they can release the hostages, I give them a pass. But I'm not sure. So far, it's only four. Let's see if we can get more out. You know, I remember watching you talk all my life, and you were always about law as the shield of the honest man versus the spear yeah. of the tyrant. And now it is commonplace for law to become that spear. And when you look at the policymakers and you look at the corruption and the money, they're all in on it. K Street is the only place where there's never a recession. And you look to our, our current problem in the Middle East and Qatar and the Saudis and all of it. None of it would exist if it wasn't for manipulated American policy that enriched these, 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 these tyrants. Because they don't produce mm-hmm. anything. They're literally taking advantage of a price of a very precious commodity to the to humanity that we 
increase for them. We're making them rich. This is all yeah. our fault and the ignorance of lawmakers and the manipulation and contortion of law. But it's not just the United States. Europe also makes the oil-rich Arab countries very yes. wealthy because they buy all of their oil as well. Yes. And it gives the Arab countries the ability, and the Muslim countries, not all Arab, uh, the ability to manipulate our economy. I mean, they can have a big impact on American elections by raising the price of oil before an election. Look, that's what happened to Jimmy Carter, obviously. Uh, he lost for a lot of reasons, mostly his own incompetence. But uh, the fact that the Arabs... Um, made lines to the gas stations uh, just before the election certainly didn't help uh, Jimmy Carter. I agree with you. These these Arab uh, and Muslim countries were dirt poor until they were lucky enough to have found uh, uh, oil underneath, and then they became so wealthy and so influential. And um, and they'll be toppled by the same people. Hamas will topple. If Hamas wins in the Middle East against Israel, the next countries will be Egypt and Jordan and the Saudis, and uh, we'll see a caliphate uh, that extends throughout the Middle East, and it will endanger the entire world, because if you think North Korea is dangerous with nuclear weapons, nothing. imagine Iran with a nuclear weapon, Iran which exports terrorism. Imagine if it had given small nuclear weapons to Hamas or Hezbollah last month, what damage could have been done? You know, that Fraulein that was cheering for death to the Nazis that you want to get her name. Do you think she's aware of the quality of life in Iran, the quality of life in in Palestine? Are they just totally ignorant to what it's like to be a free thinking person in the theocracy? What I've suggested is that, you know, gays for Palestine and women for Palestine ought to go to Gaza and volunteer uh, to work there. They would last one day and they'd be hanged. Um, So. The, the, the best proof that these are anti-Semitic people and groups is that they are supporting groups that whose policies they hate, anti-gay policies, anti-women policies, anti-Christian policies. They support them all because they're also anti-Jewish. And the anti-Jewish trumps everything else. So you have these so-called progressives and wokes who are willing to give a pass to people who are anti-gay and anti-feminine and favor rape and favor all these things because they also hate Jews. And that's what happened in Nazi Germany, too. People mm-hmm. gave the Nazis a pass because, although they disagreed with many of their old policies, they agreed with the policy to make Europe Judenrein free of Jews. And that's look how Israel really got started. As a result, hundreds of thousands of Jews moved to Israel uh, after the Holocaust, or even during the Holocaust. Right. I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to buy sure. 10 books. But I yeah. want you to sign one for me, and I'm going to give more I to listeners. Sign. I will sign them. I'll sign all of them. If you send them to me. See, I just want the one to me. I'm there. Come on. This isn't socialism. Okay. I don't care about the people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. The but, book. All right. Send me the book, and I'll sign it to you. Uh, and, you know, if you can go to order the book in advance, it really sends a message to America's enemies and Israel's enemies that you care about the war against the Jews. So please uh, order the book in advance. You'll get it as soon as it comes out. And if you send it to me, I'll sign it. War against the Jews, how to end Hamas barbarism. One more question before I let you go, because I'm not, you know, sure. it's, it's normally cost me, what, about $1,500 every 15 minutes to talk to you, so I want to take advantage of this. <laughs> um, uh, malicious persecution. 
I feel that that is the greatest way for Donald Trump to redeem himself. I, I was so unaware that the court could come into a deal where there was no breach of contract and arbitrarily deem what value is. How can we justify this if we don't fight up against it, back against it? Well, we have I, I'm to wondering, fight against it. is that what you're thinking yeah. about doing? You've been a victim of this, too. Well, I have, and um, I can't discuss right. the results, but I can tell you I won a lot of lawsuits <laughs> from yeah. people. I've donated all the proceeds to charity, but uh, believe me, I won suits. And, um, you know, the, 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 the idea that you can just get away with this uh, kind of thing. Malicious prosecutions can't be brought, though, until you've won your case in the criminal court. And what I'm worried about is, of course, they're going after Trump um, in areas that the jury are 90% anti-Trump, like in the District of Columbia, or 75% anti-Trump in New York, or 60% anti-Trump in Fulton County. So it's going to be very hard for him to get any kind of a any kind of a fair trial. But uh, um, uh, I, so I think he will be convicted, but I don't think it will impact his ability to get the Republican nomination. We'll wait to see what effect it has on the general election. We're not sure. Professor Dershowitz, I mean this. It has been a pleasure listening to your thoughts, watching you throughout my life. And uh, I, I lovingly, lovingly say to you, you are by far the smartest Democrat voter I've ever met in my life. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. So sadly, Monday, Hamas sympathizers, Fourth Reich members, who were happy to support the Islamo-Nazis that killed innocent people, who were helping them, children, old ladies, Skokie being primarily um, made up of people who are Jewish and Democrats, ironically enough, um, wanted to have a pro-Israeli rally. Well, the Fourth Reich doesn't like that kind of thing. Now, they won't pick on anybody that's willing to fight back normally, so they like to go after the very young, the weak, and the elderly. Well, they didn't know that there was somebody there who wasn't going to stand for it. My next guest is that person. He is a Turning Point USA representative who was helping an elderly couple get through the Fourth Reich supporters in Skokie on Monday. He is Peter Christos. Peter, how are you? Great, Sean. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for, for sticking up for the older people. Too few people want to do the right thing in the face of, uh, of uh, bullies and tyrants, so it's nice and refreshing to see. I should have known when I saw you um, that you were a member of Turning Point USA. Tell me a little bit about the incident and tell me a little bit about the Fourth Reich members. I'm assuming that they smelled like old Campbell's suit left out on a hot day and urine. Am I right? <laughs> somewhat, somewhat like that. Go ahead. So, uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, so, I'm Peter. You know, I oversee a few states for Turning Point USA. And what we like to do at Turning Point USA is we like to connect with our communities and be involved in our communities. I saw this solidarity for Israel event taking place in Skokie, Illinois. And just like you touched on, Skokie is a very historically Jewish town where many Holocaust survivors, move, you know, moved to after the Holocaust. But long story short, uh, Sean, I was already at this solidarity for Israel event when my coworker texted me that he was outside, that he just arrived at this event. So I went and I went outside to meet him where he parked his car. And at this point, there were more roadblocks and there were more police barricades blocking certain roads, certain entrances back to the pro-Israel event. So he walked 
we walked towards the police barricades where a lot of these Hamas sympathizers were. And we, we said that, hey, you know, we're with the pro-Israel event. Can we go in this way? And the police said that we were not allowed to. So at this point, all of these protesters already saw that we were pro-Israel, and they started screaming at us, started heckling us. And keep in mind, we did not engage with them because there was two of us and about, I would say, maybe 200 of them. So we weren't stupid enough to provoke and antagonize them. So we started on, to make our way to, back down the street. You're talking to a guy who ended up in the emergency room many a time. I'm from Melrose Park, and I'm who they sent in to provoke the fight. So I understand the the, uh, the <laughs> system. So describe yourself to me. I'm hoping that you're six foot four, strapping young man with a 32 inch waist, and you tip the scales at about 240. Am I right? So I, I'm six one. I got a thirty four waist. So all right, good. You were close. You were all close. Right, but um, <laughs> now, did you, know, you remind them that ironically, Skokie was where the Nazis showed up the first time for their free speech rally, and you were well ready to defend them when the Nazis show up this time? Yes. Yeah, so you know that was decades before I was born. But it's so scary to see you know history is repeating itself, and yes. you know there was a Mariano's right by the parking lot where. They offer a lot of kosher options, and to see Jewish families that weren't even, they weren't even at the pro-Israel event, they were just going about their day, getting heckled and screamed at, and, you know, screamed shame, shame, shame by a lot of these protesters just because they're Jewish, you know, and they're getting kosher food. But anyways, as we were making our way down the street, they began kicking my coworker and screaming at us, getting in our faces, and that's when I saw an Orthodox Jewish couple you know, walking straight towards the protest. So I told them, hey, are you with the pro-Israel event? And they said, yes. So I said, okay, you can walk with us. At this point, the mob grows, they grow in numbers, they grow in anger. Um, they call this Orthodox Jewish couple that is now with us Nazis. They said that we're committing genocide. And all they called them Nazis? I just want to get this straight. The idiots called them Nazis? Yes. Uh. Another 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 hat tip to the education system in America. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So the next thing I knew, my coworker is now 20 feet to my left. I'm alone with this couple, and I get punched in the back of the head and pushed into these bushes. And as I'm down in these bushes, you know, it's like 10 v. 1, and I'm getting punched and kicked in the back, hit with a flagpole twice in the head. And, you know, eventually yep. a police officer came and helped me out. Are you all right now? You know, I was in so much shock Sunday that I didn't even really feel the pain. I felt yeah. the pain right away in my hand, but I have just concussion and bruising and soaring on my back. Where did the police arrest any of these filthy animals? Yeah, so you know, we saw one of the one of these crazies got arrested. You know, they- but many of them were wearing scarves covering their identities and hoods and masks so it's under investigation still well you got to stick with it and press charges to the fullest extent um you know listen this is a this is outrageous and and, and any scars did you you know you're talking i believe me i had to have my lip stitch if you any scars any broken hands anything like that no so i was very you know i was not fortunate to get the crap beat out of me by this mob of people but i was fortunate enough to fall forward smart yeah. versus on my back so, you know, they said that I'm lucky that my head wasn't cracked open or my, my scalp was cracked open from being hit with the flagpole twice. But just bruising, you know, on my back and constant soreness, constant headaches, getting, you know, somewhere between three and four hours maximum of sleep a night because the pain in my head is so bad.
Now, your father, he's, his name is Christos. I'm guessing he's a little upset with the attack, and your pr- mother, thank God, she's probably yelling, thank God they didn't get your face. But I, I'm, I'm guessing this doesn't sit too well with the parents. No. So, you know, they're, they're pro, our entire family, our entire, you know, everyone is very pro-peace in our family. Oh, you know, we, yeah, we, you know, we're a pro-peace family. We believe that we should all peacefully coexist, but also stand up for what's right. You know, and, you know, my, you know, they kind of let me do my own thing now and want me to be happy and believe in what I believe. Well, listen, what you did, and I mean this, what you did is, 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 is so impressive for a young person to do. You stood up for something. You did something. You didn't just say, I wish I would have done it. You know, that was always my fear in life. I never wanted to be in a situation where I woke up the next day and said, boy, I wish I would have done that. And courage is expensive. Sometimes it costs you money, and other times it costs you bruises. But what it buys you, no coward can ever get. And you are a courageous young man who has the love and affection of not just those people who you save, but millions and millions of people, and anybody who hears this story who has any sense of character. Now, uh, I wish you could convey a message to those Fourth Reich supporting members and be happy that your father isn't the Christoses that I used to know in Melrose Park because they were not peaceful people and they would not sit idly by as their kid was attacked by these idiot cowards. And I'm wondering, do you think that um, after what you saw they're willing to do, sooner or later they're going to come across somebody who doesn't just simply go down and have police come to the rescue? Do you think they understand the powder keg that they're trying to light? I don't think they do, you know, and I think, you know, I can't control what other people, how other people would have handled that situation. I think that you can ask anyone. I think that you and I would have handled that situation differently. I think mm-hmm. that any, you know, and yeah. I think that, you know, you have to find out for yourself. You know, there's, there's a lot of different sayings. I don't know if it's appropriate to say on air, but, you know, F-A-F-O, if you want to punch an old man or punch me or attack me for what I believe in one day at some point you're going to find out, you know, there are consequences to your actions, whether it's legally or, you know, I'm curious to know how the community, I'm assuming they, that, you know, normally when people are um, supported and saved by a young man, they normally are more than thankful. Have, have the people you walk through, have they contacted you? Have they, has there been an organization, a Jewish organization in Skokie that has reached out to you? Yeah, so, you know, there are several organizations, several different media outlets that reached out to me. I know Stand With Us, which is one of the largest um, pro-Israel, anti-anti-Semitism organizations, reached out to Turning Point to try to get into contact with me. But it, it, what, it was so crazy to see, Sean, all of these leftists who I went to high school with, who are from suburban Chicago, reach out to me and they said, you know, they, they, you know, they used to hate me and they say like, we're so proud and I'm so happy that you did that. Like I was so wrong about you. Like you have a really good heart. And I kind of showed them like, you can't hate someone just because you disagree with them. The people that attacked me, hate, you know, they had no reason to hate me besides disagreeing with me. And that's why they attacked me. And notice, and I'm going to tell so you something. Crazy. I've been in a lot of scuffles. Yeah. Notice that you were hit in the back first. Do you know why? Because the person who hit you was a coward. And he couldn't look at you when he hit you. Uh, That's why in the Old West they used to hang people who shot other people in the back and attacked from behind. Um, But the good news is um, 
those people will forever love you, and, 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 and that to me is, is far more important. And never seek the opinion of people who would even consider that to be justifiable. So you're going to encounter in your life millions of people. Most of them are cowards. But just remember, you're always going to stand out, even if you don't open your mouth, because that's what character does. And I am so proud of you. I can't tell you. And I, I want you to know you have a you have a fast track to me whenever you need me for anything with Turning Point, whatever you're going to do in your future. I would love to, to help you. And if you could pass on a message to my Jewish brothers and sisters in Skokie, the next time they want to have a rally, could somebody call me? We'll have it in Elmwood Park at the Circle, and I guarantee safety. Can you do that for me, Peter? All right. Thank you very much. I'll pass it along. Where can the people keep an eye on you? Yeah, so you can follow us at uh, TPUSA uh, on Twitter. You can follow us at, on Instagram at Turning Point USA. To get connected right to, to me, you can go to tpusa.com slash get involved, fill out a get involved form. If you have, you know, high school age students who are doing a free giveaway right now for all new high school chapters in Illinois, if you want to start a chapter, we will give you two free VIP tickets plus hotel and flights to our largest conference of the year down in Phoenix to wow. any students who want to give, get involved with our organization and hear from incredible speakers and possibly even meet a few. I thought I was happy when the Taliban crashed the plane they stole from us. I'm far more happy knowing that you and kids like you and people like you are out there making up the future. Thank you very much, Peter Christos. You are a blessing to this nation. Tell your family I said so. Thank you. Thank you. We'll Sean. be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Best show ever. Juan Epstein. Welcome back. Paris. Mother's Notes, Horseshack. Come on. It's the best. Well, I tell you what, that was a fun interview. I haven't been that happy since the beginning of the show. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Aloha, Snack Bar. Stay up. Stay up. It's got at least seven, maybe nine yard gnomes on it. Stay up. Boom. I love that part. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how are you doing today, Sean? Wonderful. How are you? <clears throat> very good. That was very uplifting. The, the people that oppose us can never beat us when we have strength and will and courage and backbone like that young man has. It was very inspirational. Oh, but I think yeah. one of the I things, uh, uh, the segue, is that when you could completely corrupt the youth of this country by destroying the education system, you can go back to the lessons of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you can go back to the lessons of Lenin. You can go back to as something as recent as Vody Bakum saying, when you send your children to Caesar schools, don't be surprised to see them come out as Romans. These children do not understand history. They don't understand philosophy. They don't understand literature. They don't understand poetry. They don't understand the fine arts or liberal arts. They are dead from the neck up, and they are just apparatchniks. And yeah. like Bonhoeffer said, like Bonhoeffer said, the stupid are to be feared more than the malicious because the stupid refute everything. They don't care about facts. No. And they are all the more willing to get whipped up into some whirlwind to follow any cause. If it's not this, it'll be climate change. 
If it's not this, it was uh, back with the COVID stuff. It doesn't matter. No. When you have a legion of morons, you are in deep, deep duty. That's why you don't want to live around Democrats. I mean, everywhere they live. Look at how they live. And by the way, you should see them attack this kid. You could find the video on Twitter. You want to know, it's very simple. Get away from Democrats. You want to live a happy life? Get around people who have the same principles you do. Get away from Democrats. Thank you very much. That's just the fact. Josh Brainwood. Where is this? Brandwood? Where are you? Hey, hey, Sean, it's Josh from Braidwood. I hate there saying Braidwood. I always say I always say it's Josh from the sticks because it it I live I live way south of Chicago. Braidwood, anyway, yeah, I never heard of that. You know, I saw a boat with my favorite name. I he took the name of my boat. It was it was called Morningwood. But go ahead. <laughs> it's south of Joliet. That's where <laughs> it's right. at. Anyway, go ahead. so um, I I I haven't been following this case a bunch, but and I have no sympathy for this cross dressing cycle. Yeah. In Highland Park, yeah. boy, up all them good people. thing you narrowed that oh. down, man. You were covering like ten million Democrats. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so I just a, a, an article just popped up on my newsfeed. Literally, like yes, I like saw right it. I called. I saw it. And uh, they're saying that he say, he says that the government, yeah, the FBI or government orchestrated the I've got a, shooting. I've got a tip for you, though, brother, because you sound like a wonderful kid. You never ever believe a word that comes out of some man who wears high heel pumps mouth never believe a word of it from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the declaration of independence in the other he's sean thompson and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. You know, so when I interview lawyers, I do it because I only interview lawyers who stand for something, have a fundamental principle, the rule of law of the Enlightenment, and have a perspective, which is why you'll never hear me talk to a new young Democrat lawyer. They're practically useless, except for the Mafia. So when I want to talk to a lawyer who's fought OPEC, who's fought government corruption, there's one name that comes to mind, and it's my next guest, John D. O'Connor. He is the author of the new book, Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened, host of the Mysteries of Watergate podcast, and expert when it comes to fighting the very inbred Saudis and all of the people who make up OPEC. He is John D. O'Connor. How are you, Counselor? Hey, how you doing, Sean? Well, I'm watching the, the bastardization of my country and the principle of law. i got to go to you. And one of the main reasons I asked for you is that I, I, I'm very interested in the malicious prosecution of Donald Trump. But what I'm really in awe of is the amount of lawyers that have been leveraged to become, I don't know if you want to call them assets, but one in particular annoys me because she's a friend of mine, and that was Jenna Ellis. And I saw this young girl up there. Shaken, obviously intimidated. And I, I, I thought to myself, well, what can come of it? Can they make her fabricate things? What exactly is going to come of flipping lawyers like Jenna Ellison or the prosecutor for Enron, an enemy of all corrupt government, Sidney Powell? What do you think is going to come from this? Well, nothing. Uh, Jenna Ellis, I feel sorry for. The poor girl's probably packed on 30 pounds from sheer stress and 
cortisol disruption. Uh, here's a girl that was 35, call her a girl, young lady, 34 years old, had, you know, probably practiced insurance defense law, was a nice uh, perky, perky uh, lawyer trying to do the right thing. And she happened to be at a meeting where other people had told her that a bunch of dead people had voted in Georgia, dead people, felons, and people under 18. Now, I think that was probably a little bit enthusiastic of someone because there were some serious problems in Georgia. I just don't know that those particular categories had been established, and they hadn't been. Uh, But she's sitting there. She helps, you know, she's there carrying the bags and helping with the presentation. She didn't. She's not the one who came up with those figures. So what they did was they've got a, a, a criminal action against her, which could ruin her life and has more or less ruined her life. She's facing, you know, 20 or 30 years in prison, facing yeah. a million bucks in fees if this thing gets carried out because the trial is going to last three months. And so she pleads guilty, has no jail time, pays $5,000 in fines and apologizes. Now, first question I'd ask you, Sean does that sound like a, a strong case for the prosecution when that's the plea they get? Number well, one. And there's another part I think that's really important. She cannot speak to anyone in media, can't speak to anybody, which is peculiar because all of a sudden with a plea agreement. Now, I'm, we're from Chicago. We've got guys that make plea agreements uh, on murder cases and, and guns and dope dealing and the rest of it. They're never neutered from speaking to the, to the, to the, to the people or to the, the media. Is this a common practice? Right. Maybe I'm ignorant to it. I don't know. No, it's not. And as a matter of fact, there's a real constitutional problem with it. Um, uh, and, and, and I've actually argued that before the Ninth Circuit back in the days. But uh, I, I wanted uh, a, a judge had barred an Irish gun runner from going to Irish pubs. And I, oh, I thought that, that ain't going to fly. Uphold. But, yeah. but sure, but that's, <laughs> but that's a little different now because the Irish pubs were where, where the Irish people in San Francisco were meeting to help the IRA. But now in this case, all they're doing is impacting her freedom of speech. And why don't they want her to speak? Because she's probably got a lot to say about all the problems with the Georgia election that she did know about. And when you really get into the Georgia election, it is a Shiite show, uh, Sean. Uh, That was a terrible, terrible election in so many. um, It's Fulton County. And that's the funniest part. Sean, I'll give you one example. In 2018, I think, before the pandemic, the last election, there were um, 6.2% of all mail-in ballots were declared invalid for formal reasons of, you know, signature, verification, lack of a second envelope, this, that, or the other. And with an upsurge in those votes, the, the, the smart money said that percentage should go up. Well, in Fulton County, there were precisely 0.05% disqualified. Or one one hundred and forty eighth of the number that were dis, uh, discounted in other elections. So you tell me that there were no fraudulent votes in that election. Uh, so so Georgia has some real problems, uh, uh, and and I don't want to get into the various litigation in which in uh, the various uh, examinations that occurred. But there's serious serious problems. This is a state with only a ten thousand vote majority. Uh, yeah. So but now poor poor Jenna Ellis. Is just, I mean, you know, she has to do what she has to do. They put her in that position. It's obviously a weak case, so they wouldn't have given her uh, uh, such uh, such a sweet deal. And and if she testifies to what she testified to, 
it doesn't hurt Donald Trump at all. Donald Trump wasn't in the meeting. And no. the fact is, the fact is, is that what she knows or thinks she knows as a lawyer who's supposed to vet the facts is different from what the client knows, because the client's often told things by investigators and lawyers. And so there's a completely different standard. I don't think Trump was in that meeting anyway that she testified to. So they're having these people, these people are rolling over, but they're not really rolling over on Trump. They're just simply giving uh, the, uh, I, I think the prosecution blinked, frankly. Uh, you know, uh, I do the same thing if I were those defendants. I, you know, I don't have a million bucks to spend. And that's the crucial, life. that's a crucial, important part. These people, for the most part, are not independently wealthy. Jen Ellis, I, I met her during, right after the election. She came to an event that our radio show hosted. She is exactly what you, what you said she, she is. She is the sweetest person in the world. She's a young attorney. Um, and, and, and she just wants to represent the right thing. And, and, and you know what's funny, John? We turn a blind eye to this. We're from, I'm from Chicago. You know exactly what it is. Queen of Heaven won Kennedy the election. It, it, they, they brag uh, in their bars about stealing election and clout and power and closing the election doors and voting for the people that didn't show up. And, and, you know, they're all the same throughout the country, as far as I can see. That's why I don't buy real estate in Democrat areas. But the other thing that, that happens is they were not able to, up until this very recent time in our history, be so open and notorious in their malicious persecution or prosecution. And that's what you're seeing. I think this is, a, as, a, as an attorney, I think there has to be a, 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 a massive amount of attorneys that are offended by this on some level, or is it the perfect person to do it on? Because here you got a guy who was a Democrat for 80% of his life, and all of a sudden he's the most hated guy by the people he paid, by the people who supported him. Is it just the perfect guy for the nation to hate? Right, exactly, exactly, and that's the problem. The problem is is that the way the media characterizes this goes along. It's sort of a one-party state type of deal. We're all supposed to sing in unison, oh, this was the most secure election in our history. This is, Anybody who had a problem with this election is telling the big lie. Well, what this is, it's starting to smack of authoritarian uh, tactics, uh, one-party state, one-party media, and you're forcing people to say, oh, yes, this is a perfectly good election. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, we faced the same thing in Iran and back in 2008 or so, and everyone acknowledged that it was probably a fraudulent election. Obama elected not to do anything about it, and, and the bad guys won in, in Iran. But the point is, there are fraudulent elections. It's, it's human nature. If you don't monitor the battle, ballot box, you get fraudulent elections. We know what happened in 1960, as Joe Kennedy said about his son, uh, when somebody wanted him to do something extra in Chicago, he said, look, I'm not paying for a landslide. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what it is, John? So, How did we allow our, our judicial system at this level, at any level, really? But it is just clearly a party system. These aren't judges of character. And, and I say this, Chicago right now has two sitting Cook County judges that are on an investment vehicle called the Table of Wisdom LLC with a with a half-assed gangster, alderman, fraud, who's under indictment. He'll never see a day in court because he controls the judicial system. His wife graduates law school in her 40s, and she becomes the, the chief of the Supreme Court of Illinois. I mean, this is the kind of cheese this guy's got, clout, as it's called in Chicago. So the reality is we've allowed our entire judicial system to be infiltrated 
by party politics. So when a story breaks about Joe Biden from another Democrat stronghold sewer, there was a scandal in 72 when he won, a mobster, uh, they made a movie, The Irishman, he wrote the book, I Hear You Paint Houses, and, and he was the president of the Teamsters, bragged about owning a senator, and it just gets squashed. So the reality is, you can ruin little areas, but the people were relaxed. They thought you couldn't ruin the country. But when you look at the scandals, how could you view it any other way? By the way, Ferret Face Garland, or Merrick, as he's called, is also from Chicago. That's right. That's right. No, it, you know, everybody on the inside knows the way this game is played. There are a lot of tricks, like you say. Uh, the Teamsters played some tricks for Biden back in 72 and uh, and, and so forth. And, and everybody knows that. And so to try to come out and say everything was pristine and perfect is absurd. And so what happened is, is now is now we're going through the recriminations that happen in any police state, uh, you know, where you go out and you find all the enemies of the state and you prosecute them. And that's what we've been doing. I mean, what's been we've been doing in January 6th, uh, you know, so um, it, it goes too far. I'm not saying some of those guys shouldn't have been prosecuted. Of course, they should have been. But let's let's get it done. I mean, we know what they did. Uh, there are a few bad guys, but most of the people you saw them, they're wandering around, they're milling around and uh, so forth. So uh, but 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 that's what we've got here, Sean. We've got a system here where one side is pretty adept. I got to say they're pretty adept at pushing their propaganda, their message and using the organs of the state to enforce it. The other side is trying to play it straight, play by the old Enlightenment rules. That doesn't mean you have to use the king's English. That doesn't mean you have to use perfect grammar. That doesn't mean you can't get heated in your argument. But we're supposed to discuss and debate, even if in heated fashion. But let's do it openly and honestly. Uh, But that's not what we're doing now. We're not doing that. What happens is we don't really discuss things. We just simply, everybody who is on the other side of our power are going to get the brunt of our power, and we're going to squash him. And so de Tocqueville, uh, from the Count de Tocqueville from France, who's the great American observer, says, uh, in democratic despot, uh, des- uh, despotisms, you try to infantilize most of the voters. You don't try to use terror. You only use terror on some people, as an example. But the rest of the population, you try to treat like infants. And that's what happens here. There are an awful lot of people that are now saying, oh, gee whiz, I know better than to question this election. It's wrong to question the election. I can't do it. I can't say there's anything wrong with the election. I can't say Biden is senile. I can't say uh, that he's crooked. I know better because that's a wrong thing to say. I'm being told that by my superiors. So I want to be a good person. Uh, now, if you say Donald Trump, if you say, oh, by the way, Donald Trump colluded with Russians, and here's a comic book story that says that he did, even though it makes no sense. Well, you can believe that. You can believe that because we're telling you to believe that. You can believe that. Oh, yes, I want to be a good guy, John. Uh, even though it makes no sense that Putin would be outed by a bunch of people who are Russian agents and yes. friends of Putin, and they're going to expose Putin's deal with Trump. I don't think so. Uh, but that did not occur to our media. Of course, of course, it did, but they published it anyway. So what's happened is is that the uh, the people are being trained here to act like sheep, to be like sheep, to uh, follow along with uh, the way they're told to act and to think. And it's really pretty scary. That's what bothers me, Sean. Yeah. It's not the way people vote if they're informed, if they get the same information that everybody gets. Uh, but 
you know, you see it. I'm, Do I'm we curious. get even? Yeah. I'm curious to what you because you've been you've been in the in the inner workings of government. You've been around people of the opposite party. But the one difference that I see is uh, it's almost a, a, a welcoming to American weakness. And when you realize on the macro scale, we are in World War Three. Yesterday, uh, a Chinese fighter jet went within 10 feet of one of our Air Force planes, 10 feet. That's in China. They're bumping um, uh, from the Philippines. They're bumping our ships that are supplying the Philippines. That's just China. China has paid Joe Biden since he was a senator and could remember his address. So now you see the chaos in Ukraine, the open and notorious corruption that the Obama administration partook in. Joe Biden bragging openly about loan guarantees. Finds out the banks are now owned by Ihor Kolomoisky the biggest sponsor to Zelensky. You see that we're arming with no oversight to speak of. We're paying for their infrastructure. Do you think the American people who are suffering from this, and they are the Democrats for the most part, it's fun to watch in Chicago how they're upset with the mayor who is paying the health care bills and the housing for illegal aliens. Do you think that this kind of failure is something that might snap the the ordinary Democrat uh, zombie voter awake? Well, you would you would think so, wouldn't you? You would think so, and I'm I'm waiting. And if if, if this doesn't awake them, seeing what happens in the Middle East, when it's very obvious that since Obama got in office, we have been courting Iran. We had plenty of opportunities to destabilize Iran and get a regime a regime change and support the Green Revolution. We had plenty of opportunities to support Israel when they were going to bomb the nuclear facilities. We we have had plenty of opportunities to sanction them. Now, what have we done recently? We removed sanctions from Iran. Their oil production has gone from 2.4 million barrels a day to, to 3.5 million. That's an extra million a day. Uh, Biden's already caused a price rise in oil. We're giving them $90 billion annually extra because of Biden's climate agenda. Um, and now if people can't figure out and now you do you see him sanctioning iran no do you see him doing these snapback sanctions that are supposed to happen no now if people are not smart enough to figure out that he is with israel during the day and with palestine and palestine and iran hezbollah yeah and and not even yeah that's who's ruining it you know there are people trapped in these countries who i somewhat sympathize with but the, the 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 collaboration with these evil bad players is unbelievable and i'm thinking about you in opec 50 years ago recognizing exactly what opec was and the idea that our policies are all steered to enrich people who not only hate us but they hate their own people that don't believe and step and fetch to their their theocracies it it, it all starts from that policy contortion that really enriched these people they were broke before this we would never be in this kind of circumstance if we wouldn't have enriched them that's how I feel. Right. I wonder if you think of it. Well, yeah, sure. Look look at it this way. And I've been through the oil and gas crisis before. Think about it. Trump, because of his pushing of drilling in the United States, we're energy independent and we had a surfeit of oil and gas. And therefore, the markets were fairly low because nobody could constrict supply because we had enough to sell to everybody. Now, what happens when Biden gets in there? Now uh, it was the oil was forty five bucks a barrel when uh, 
Biden is, is elected, he yeah. immediately announces all these restrictions on oil supply. Now, pretty soon, things shoot up to 80 and 85 bucks. Yeah. Well, that's that's 60 billion dollars a year for for OPEC. And then we really uh, for Iran. And then we really and, and 90 billion dollars a year for Russia. And yeah. then we now recently have released on, uh, from them from sanctions. So you tell me, did the normal people out there understand no. how much this whole thing is the fault of Joe Biden and his policies? And as well as Barack Obama, he's following in on Obama's. He's doing a worse job than Obama if that if you thought that was possible. Yeah. But he is doing it. And you know uh, what else? So Quietly, five days ago, they released them from Venezuela as well. Did you know that? They released what, you say? Oh, All the, the sanctions. sanctions. All the sanctions. Oh, sure. You know yeah. why, Sean? Because Biden has caught himself up in, in by, by going along with his progressives and climate alarmists. He's agreed to stop fossil fuel production in the United States. Now people are blaming him rightly for the pump price rise. So therefore, he's going out begging for oil from Venezuela and Iran. Yeah. What is wrong with this picture? Uh, you know, just because he stops uh, fossil fuel production in the United States doesn't mean we continue to need it. Of course we need it, and, and our, our needs are growing with AI and cloud storage. So, so now we desperately need oil, and he's got to go out and beg our enemies. So that's why he cannot sanction Iran. Iran knows that. He's there begging them for, for increased oil, and, 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 and we should be sanctioning him, and we should be restricting their oil production, but we can't do it because of his climate agenda. So this is one weak sister, and if there's a person weaker than Biden, it's John Kerry who's out there doing everything he can to get some phony deal on the Iran nuclear deal. And it, it's, it's terrible, Sean, all because – uh, the Democrats have are, are beholden either to, in some cases, of course, it's pure corruption, but in other cases, it's just simply stupid power politics where Biden's going to do anything that the progressive and woke left tell him to do, and that's restrict oil. And now we're in this conundrum here, and, and people are dying because of it. Well, you and, know what? It has to make you feel good. Up. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, up. you tell me, Sean. I said, what has to make you feel good is these are the same names you've been fighting for half a century. 50 years, the same guys you've been arguing against. And you've been right the whole time. They've been wrong the whole time. The problem is we need you in the White House instead of these guys. Well, I, I, I don't think uh, anybody's coming knocking on my door, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but like somebody said once, I, I'd rather be governed by the first hundred names in the New York phone book. Yeah. And uh, our Congress, and uh, you know, and that's simply true of president. I'd rather throw a dart at a phone book and get whoever that is and put him in as president. And that person's got more common sense than our leader has now. Before I let you go, I almost called you. I had to go to Paso Robles for a wedding a couple of weeks ago. Now I know oh. why. I, I used to ask you why you still live in California. Now I know why. But I will say the people are not very friendly. You could always spot the Democrat when crossing the street. In the meantime, next time I'm there, I'm definitely going to call. You're still you're still in Northern California, are you? Oh yeah, please give me a call. We can have a, a couple glasses of wine and maybe some beer. I'd love it. Thank you, John O'Connor. I so appreciate you. And in the meantime, you can hear him as the Mysteries of Watergate podcast, the new book, The Mysteries of Watergate: What Really Happened. He is John D. O'Connor. Thank you so much, my friend, for making yourself available. Sean, take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You don't have to go all the way to Ukraine. See these half-assed gangsters. Did you see the Sun-Times squirrel? Oh, it's great. Client of the Crooked Bridgeport Bank. Got away with $4 million him and his immediate family owned. They never made a payment. How you doing? How you doing? You want to bet he's a Democrat? Look at a nice house in Niles. Here's a bust out. Went from a, a, a city truck driver to $4 million from the same bank that uh, Daly's uh, nephew, that kid, uh, what was his name? Thompson? Remember that half-ass alderman he went to jail for? This guy, not this guy. What's his name here? Gobo. Oh, that's a rough name. Gobo. Hey, Gobo, how you doing? Here's a lifelong Democrat. Jeff, Highland Park. Sean, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm driving right now on the, on the highway with my 12-year-old son, Eli. Say oh, hi. Hi. how you doing, Eli? And uh, trying to, trying to uh, give Eli, uh, you know, make sure our, my kids are on the right path, and we appreciate all you do. But I wanted to share a quick story. My other son, Eli's brother, was admitted to uh, Rush University Children's Hospital yesterday, so we're on our way back from there. And, you know, obviously anything like that, especially for for a child, is, is traumatic, traumatic for us as parents. And I'll tell you, the first doctor that walked in the room, transvestite. And, you know, this doctor walks in. It was uncomfortable for my wife and I. It was uncomfortable for my son. Obviously, you know, it was a man who was trying to be a woman. And... Uh. He walks out. My son looks at my wife and says, Mom, that was a man, you know, but I don't understand the name tag is Elizabeth. And, you know, so it's like, but then walking around that hospital, and thank God we haven't had to spend a lot of time in hospitals, but all over the place, the employees wearing BLM T-shirts, wearing Pride T-shirts with Rush all over it, you know, and it's like just depressing nothing i guess it should surprise me you know i live in highland park obviously that's a liberal uh yeah they're not liberal they're marxist um, jeff and and this is a key this is a key lesson your son now was it eli who said ma that's a guy or was it your son that's sick no eli's brother henry um is sick and he was the one that you know and here he is he's stressed out about his situation we're stressed out for him and then you add another level of discomfort and I actually, you know, the second time the doc came in yesterday afternoon, you know, my wife wasn't clearly understanding something he, he was saying. And I looked at her and I referred to him. I said, you know, Ashley, he, he blah, blah, blah. And he jumped in and corrected me. He said, no, it's she. And he got really bent out of shape. And, it, and it's like. Now, Jeff, I'm going to tell you right now, brother, if you were my brother, I would tell you, I don't care what it costs. We got to get this kid out of here. That's just me. But I'm going to tell you another thing that I think is amazing benefit. Your son instinctively knew. And this is something I think parents try to try to take out of kids. You know, I, I, I was lucky in life. No one ever tried to tell me. I mean, strangers did, but not my mother. Never tried to tell me, don't use your judgment. I think the greatest thing you could do for kids is use your judgment. Use your judgment. Now, if the first intro, to me, that's a lie. You're a liar. And you want to intimidate me into believing and partaking in your lie. So now am I going to trust your judgment when it comes to very important issues? I'm not. Amen. I, you know what I mean? So it's going to take an argument. Yes. 
but they're worth winning. Believe me, you're talking to a guy who had many an argument over this kind of stuff. But the key is you got two sons you're raising. you got to teach them to always, be, always listen to the little voice, always be men and man enough to stand up for what they instinctively know is right. That's a hard position you're in, brother, but the main thing is hopefully, hopefully uh, uh, everything is going to be okay. I'm hoping it's not too serious and I don't want to pry. But I had an experience in the same hospital, all right, with my, my child. And it, they're little, and you're terrified. And the doctor came in, and, and, and the nurse goes, oh, he's the biggest jerk, but he's the best. Then that's the guy I want. Give me the biggest jerk who doesn't want to talk to anybody, but is the best. And if somebody has to dress in a different costume, are they really the best? Did you find out if he's the best? Exactly. Spot on, Sean. Thank you. Well, do me a favor. Will you stay in touch with me? I want to know how what hap- I want to know what happens with your son. Will you do that? We'll do that. We'll do that. We appreciate all you do. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, and I. It's God a man, bless. baby. May God protect that boy. Honest to God. But uh, I want you to hear something that I found. Honey Bunny, help me. Uh, and it was Scalia discussing the Holocaust. But it's more relevant than ever right now, today in America. Such a tale of insanity and diabolical cruelty, it would not be believed. But it did happen. The one message I want to convey today is that you will have missed the most frightening aspect of it all. If you do not appreciate that it happened in one of the most educated, most progressive, most cultured countries in the world. The Germany of the late 1920s and early 1930s was a world leader in most fields of art, science, and intellect. Berlin was a center of theater. With the assistance of the famous producer Max Reinhardt, Playwrights and composers of the caliber of Bertolt Brecht and Court Weill flourished. Berlin had three opera houses, and Germany as a whole no less than 80. Every middle-sized city had its own orchestra. German poets and writers included Hermann Hesse, Stefan George, Leonhard Frank, Franz Kafka, and Thomas Mann, who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1929. In architecture, Germany was the cutting edge with Gropius and the Bauhaus School. Musical composers, it it boasted painters like Paul Klee and Oskar Schlemmer. Musical composers like Anton Webern, Alban Berg, Arnold Schoenberg, Paul Hindemith. Conductors like Otto Klemperer, Bruno Walter, Eric Kleiber, and Wilhelm Fortwängler. And in science, of course, the Germans were preeminent. To quote a recent article in the Journal of the American Medical Association, in 1933, when the National Socialist Party came to power in Germany, The biomedical enterprise in that country was among the most sophisticated in the world. German contributions to biochemistry, physiology, medicine, surgery, and public health, as well as to clinical training, had shaped to an important degree the academic and practice patterns of the time. 
and clinical training and research experience in the great German clinics and laboratories had been widely sought for decades by physicians and basic scientists from around the world. To fully grasp the horror of the Holocaust, you must imagine, for it probably happened, that the commandant of Auschwitz or Dachau, when he had finished his day's work, retired to his apartment to eat a meal that was in the finest good taste, and then to listen, perhaps, to some tender and poignant leader of Franz Schubert. This aspect of the matter is perhaps so prominent in my mind because I am undergoing currently the task of selecting a college for the youngest of my children, or perhaps more accurately trying to help her select it. How much stock we place in education, intellect, cultural refinement, and how much of our substance we are prepared to expend to give our children the very best opportunity to acquire education, intellect, cultural refinement. Yet those qualities are only of secondary importance to our children and to the society that their generation will create. I am reminded of words written by John Henry Newman long before the Holocaust could even be imagined. He wrote, knowledge is one thing, virtue is another. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Where you see the support for religious zealots, Islamo-Nazis, eco-Nazis, and the rise of government supremacy in the Fourth Reich is, unfortunately, in this arena of so-called education, when what it really is, is misinformation. And what they're building are useful idiots. And what you're seeing happen here is exactly what happened in Germany in the 30s. And they thought they were the cutting edge of science, culture. mind a noble and courteous bearing in the conduct of life. These are the connatural qualities of a large knowledge. They are the objects of a university. But they are no guarantee for sanctity or even for conscientiousness. They may attach to the man of the world, to the profligate, to the heartless. Yes, to the heartless. It is the purpose of these annual Holocaust remembrances, as it is the purpose of the nearby Holocaust Museum, not only to honor the memory of the six million Jews and three or four million other poor souls caught up in this 20th century terror, but also by keeping the memory of their tragedy painfully alive to prevent its happening again. The latter can be achieved only by acknowledging and passing on to our children 
the existence of absolute, uncompromisable standards of human conduct. Mankind has traditionally derived such standards from religion. And the, and the West has derived them from and through the Jews. Those absolute and uncompromisable standards of human conduct will not endure without an effort to make them endure. Think about that when you watch the evening news tonight. Think about that when you watch the mayhem and the chaos. Think about where they're located and who is supporting them. And then remember, we're still going to win in the end. We're the only country based on the unalienable rights of you. Not politicians, not government, not colleges, but you. If you're in the uh, city of Chicago this weekend, keep your head on a swivel or drive an armored car. In the meantime, go in there only when you have to. If you're there, honey bunny, don't stay outside long. In the meantime, remember, we win in the end. We're Americans. Cue the music, squirrel. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.